For some federal contractors, the prolonged shutdown has turned them from doubt and uncertainty to real losses. For an update on the shutdown now in its third week, we turn to Barbara Konoski, managing partner at Center Law and Consulting. And Barbara, as this drags on, the pinch is becoming not so loving, isn't it? Oh, we are all feeling the pain. And thank you, Tom, for having me. I know that you have been really tracking this and on top of this, so it's nice to have a dialogue with you. But yes, we are all feeling the pain. Um, law firms I, I are not getting the calls because no one wants to spend the money. Uh, contractors are either working and not getting paid because there's no one there to process the invoices or their staff in that lovely category of leave without pay right after the holiday season. Now, for those that have to put people into the agencies, what are you hearing in terms of the logistics of this? Because as more people become furloughed, there's nobody to open the door for them. Yes, we are um, in the, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate position of having some staff. We have an interesting world in that center is both a law firm representing federal contractors, and we're also supplying some attorneys to federal agencies. Uh, we have been told in some places to show up for work, but we were our, uh, we were told then we could not get paid for the work until somebody came in to process invoices and then until they got appropriations. So they so let you it, in for the work, but they don't let anyone else in to do the paying? Correct. Wow. And how long do you feel that, say, the average company, say your clients, can sustain that model of having people they have to pay or are they having them work without pay and nobody gets paid? No, the companies that have people on site are actually paying them. We're having dialogues with a lot of our clients right now, and everybody is kind of bunkering down and thinking this is going to go longer than the Clinton shutdown, and no one is going to be surprised if this goes into February. No one's going to be happy about it, but we're all kind of bunkering down right now and looking at those employees that are not working on leave without pay versus layoffs. Because a company legally can't have someone work and not pay them, correct? Correct. Only so the government can get away with that. Yes, and the contractors will not get paid. I, I guarantee that the government will probably get paid based on uh, previous histories on doing this, but the contractors, only those who are working now will get paid, or if they are fortunate to have a client who can somehow pay them on a fixed-price contract for the work they didn't do and they can catch it up later. But for the most part, most contractors are not going to get paid for this. Now, what are you advising clients to do in terms of some of the non-cash payouts as salaries and, and hourly pay? That is to say they carry people for pension benefits or health care benefits, insurance. How do they handle all of that? Good question. Everybody is looking at right now do we pay the full contribution? Because a lot of companies are paying a percentage and then the employee pays a percentage of health insurance. So everybody's looking at the last paycheck coming in in January and what do we do after that? A lot of companies are saying, well, we'll pay the full benefit that you would have had for health insurance or life insurance through maybe the end of February. But after that, we're going to have to reevaluate the situation of carrying the full burden of benefits. So, in other words, it's a slow falling away from the outer edges as you get closer and closer to the people just running the company. Well put. Well put. I like that. <laughs> Unfortunate turn of phrase, I guess, given the circumstances. And with respect to cash, 
Companies need cash to operate. Cash is king. And many companies probably have revolving credit lines, and maybe some of their providers understand the federal dynamics, but they may not have a lot of sympathy for this federal dynamic. So what about cash and cash management? Oh, boy. I would encourage everybody, if you're not doing it now, to have a dialogue with your bank. Most federal contractors are on revolving lines of credit, and their receivables are included in that borrowing base until they're aged out at a certain level, usually something like 90 days, and then they're excluded from that borrowing base. Right now, no one that I am aware of is getting paid. So you should be having, if you're a federal contractor, having a dialogue right now with your bank and telling them that a lot of your receivables are not going to be paid until probably, I would guess, the March-April timeframe, assuming that the government goes back to work in this end sometime in February, by the time everybody gets staffed up again and starts working, no one is going to be paid until, I, and I hate to say this, probably March-April timeframe. We're speaking with Barbara Konoski. She's managing partner at Center Law and Consulting. And a lot of advice has come out from OPM and other sources to federal employees that are feeling the pinch from being furloughed or working without pay and dealing with their landlords, if that's the case, or their mortgage companies. Companies also rent space. And from what I understand, the landlords of the valleys of McLean and Crystal City and out the Dulles Corridor are not the most forgiving people in the world. And what about rent expense and those kinds of things as the smaller contractors, 50 60 70 $100 a foot, how do they sustain that? Oh, 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 they are wishing now they had less real estate. The landlords are not at all forgiving. And they basically are saying, well, that's your problem to solve and I hope you solve it because we're expecting our rent on time. Which means that some of the smaller contractors, the longer this go, could be facing some real liquidity and real existential problems. Yes, I, I believe so. I think there's going to be another shakeout in the market. And I know in the last shutdown, the defense contractor stocks plummeted way below the market average. So while the smaller companies aren't going to be publicly traded, they are going to be feeling more of the effects because they just don't have that base to rely upon, and nor, nor can they leverage some of their receivables with the bank. And they're going to be, uh, I, I believe, in trouble in a couple of months if they can't collect on some of these receivables. Yes, because some of the major defense contractors over the past decade or so have branched into civilian contracting as a way to hedge against the vicissitudes of defense contracting. Now it's the reverse problem. Yes, absolutely. And I don't know if that market is going to reverse again after it did after the last shutdown. But right now, I think some of the, particularly the mid-sized contractors, have just been hanging on by their fingernails in this very... I would say, um, a very difficult market we've been in on tight budgets and low-cost bidding and pricing and contracts awarded in that manner. So I think the mid-sized market is going to be hurt more than even the small businesses. The large businesses will always be there. They're going to be able to restructure, recover, and move onward. It's going to be the mid-sized that are hit the worst, in my opinion, and then the smaller ones. So I guess for the predator companies, there's going to be some good bargains maybe at the end of this. Oh, absolutely. Those that are looking and the VC guys are probably already going through the list to see who they can pick up. And one other question I had, because you are to some degree a, a 
federal contractor yourself, offering consulting and legal training services and so on. And sometimes you win a bid based on the people that you bid with. If those people have to leave a company and then the government reopens and they say, hey, we want Johnny or Mary back, then what? Oh, that is a problem. And we're we're continuing a dialogue right now with a lot of our people of hang in there, please. We really need you. Unfortunately, we can't afford to pay you. Uh, we're helping out with the benefits, benefits part of the equation. But it's tough, particularly if you have any cleared people. Those people are very hard to find. So you really want to hang on to them as long as you possibly can. Barbara Kanoski is Managing Partner at Center Law and Consulting. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tom. It's always a pleasure. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.